0: What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Young Adult Podcast. My name is Milana, and I will be your host for this podcast. Bit of a change-up, but joining me this week, per usual, we have Connor Grimm Ayo. in the studio.
1: Thank you, everybody. <laughs> You've nice.
0: always wanted to do yeah,
1: that. Yeah, this is my Give first podcast not hosting. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's awesome.
1: I just felt like it'd be better for people to hear from somebody else's brain every once in a while <laughs> you're such
2: a good leader way to empower your people look at me
0: <clears throat> we also have joining us this week mr josh kingrey hi
2: everybody that's nice if can you do that anytime i say anything absolutely <laughs> that's great like say just something an applause I, I love being here
0: wow our live studio audience just loves just, josh they love you really good. wow they love you Josh, you've been on a podcast before.
2: I have, correct? You appreciate young adults, yeah? Yes. I appreciate young adults.
0: You are, you are family. Yes, to YA. So Met welcome my wife back, wife
2: and young adults. But it was fuel.
0: So it was fuel at the time. You That's are right. a YA success story. You mm-hmm. are like the the dream. Mm-hmm. It is possible, people. <clears> you can.
2: I thought you were the dream. Why? Why? With YA. That's <laughs> why? what it was said before, like a couple weeks ago. I think.
0: Oh, because I was yeah, yeah. I was saved at a young adult ministry. Yeah, it's true. Look dream. at that.
1: Look at us, and now just... she's hosting a podcast. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: How are you guys? What have you been up to in this 2022 New Year?
2: Well, we have a third child, and so Case.
0: that's what's up.
2: <laughs> Look at that—three kids! Three kids. So that's what we're figuring out, uh, and all the things that go along with that: how to be yourself, how to be a husband, how to be married, and then also how to be a parent.
0: So yeah,
1: yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot.
0: Connor, have you done anything Uh, exciting in this new year?
1: Exciting in this new year. Uh, I've started taking Alpha Brain. <laughs> so on it, hey! Every year, every podcast, we are shamelessly begging people to sponsor oh, us, yeah. so that this is the this, this is, the is my this is my brain. pitch to on it. I love it on it. If you it. send us a bunch of supplements, we will shamelessly plug you all year.
0: <laughs> what what is alpha and brain? Hey, Is it like vitamins? Is it like kind of,
2: think of it like Think of it like vitamins for your brain instead of just for your body.
0: So you just can think better, clearer. Clear. I mean,
2: the amount.
1: I'm sure it has. No, I'm sure it works really great. So <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Uh, I had COVID over break, over Christmas, and so.
0: Wait, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, I had COVID. <laughs> Which one? Uh, I've had every variant. Oh, nice, dude. Yeah, nice. and I've had a vaccine. So Collector. Thank you, vaccine, for that. I felt like I was great, and then I got the vaccine, and then I got every form of COVID that That's ever existed. That's crazy. Wow. Yes. Good for you. Um, but uh, no, so I've had. Beta, Delta, and now Omicron. <laughs> um, I'm just like, hey, if there's a new variant, give me five days, and I'll let you guys know how it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, this one was super mild. I had, like, a headache, and I had uh, – I was in bed for, like, a day or two, but honestly, just because I wanted to watch Outer Banks. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but then I – you know, like, brain fog is, like, a huge, like, thing with that, and so I <laughs> – I, that was the biggest symptom is yeah. I, like – Couldn't think or I would I'd feel like I'm in a dream all day. Mm. And so I was like just Googling certain things of like what can help me like feel normal again. And then I saw on it had alpha brain and I was like, who knows if this is real or not? But it says (laughs) it helps with like memory and focus and so it's worth a try. Yeah, I've been taking it and I feel great. I I I think you've been performing better than ever. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. This
0: week I'm gonna ask you if you remember your sermon. And see. We'll see. I don't. That, that that'll I, be the test. Yeah, I
1: think I have short-term mem- like memory <laughs> loss or something. I never remember what I preach
2: about. But you, oh, that's very interesting. I will tell. I, I will ask him all time.
0: Like, remember that one sermon you did like two oh, years ago yeah. or whatever? And he's like, no, I oh, have and, no and, idea what you're I'm, talking and about.
1: And I genuinely. <laughs> Don't know. But are you supposed to remember
2: all of
0: them?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Doug Weckerman can remember anything he's ever read, seen, or heard. Oh my gosh. Like
0: photograph I feel I don't think I have a photographic memory, but I have like a weirdly good memory. I remember everything. A
2: photographic memory is a legit superpower. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so like in Doctor Strange? No. He has a photographic memory. Or like
2: uh White uh White Collar. What's that? It's a TV show on USA, and this kid has such a photographic memory that he passes the boards and like the law exam just because he just read the book once.
1: Oh wow! I'm like, okay, wait, have
0: you guys seen the new Spider Man? No,
1: No, but it just surpassed Titanic in all major box office like categories. Okay,
0: my husband is like according to an Instagram
1: post that I saw. So (laughs) he loves
0: Marvel. When we first started dating, he made me watch all of the Marvel movies in in like order. Yeah. And so, you know, like, he was asking me every day to go see Spider-Man. So we saw it. It is really good. I'm not going to say anything because no spoilers if you haven't seen it yet. But I'm going to ask this. (laughs) I don't (laughs) know how to see it with three kids. That's true. Good call. Who, in your opinion... Is the best Marvel superhero? You already know the oh answer. <laughs> Iron Man. No. Yes, one hundred percent. It's no. Iron Man. It's
2: Captain America. No,
0: he's the lamest. Thank you. She didn't he's... say
2: best. She didn't say who's the most exciting. She said the best.
0: It's one hundred percent Iron Man. Iron he Man. sacrificed himself.
2: No.
1: Well, I don't know about that. I honestly just saw the first Iron. Oh
0: my Man. goodness, so, Connor, you If you've had only like seen two, one, you've one of like them, you had three years yeah. to see Endgame.
2: <laughs> it's Captain America.
0: No, Captain America is like a goody two shoes. Yeah, but without
2: No, he's not. He actually broke the law. When <laughs> that's they, true. And Tony Stark signed a law that he Civil didn't agree War, with.
0: Yeah. He was being selfish, though, I think. Was he super super <laughs> being selfish?
1: The best superhero ever, though, is Batman. <clears throat> and oh I my think goodness. you can't argue that. But he's not. That's but So why? now we're going to
2: get on a tangent, because he's just a hero. He does well, nothing exactly. super about Same with Tony Stark. Same nothing with with super exactly. about Exactly. That's why they're the best. They're no. so the best hero. Yeah, Sure, not superhero. Yeah.
1: Well, it's 100% depends. no. Batman is the most relatable. He's the most.
0: How he's a millionaire.
1: Okay, but in, more than that, <laughs> theory, it's not 1990. He's <laughs> like a billionaire. Theory, he is achievable. And I yeah. think, uh, and I think, what I like about him best is how human he is, and how human the villains are. Isn't he
2: like uh, one of the heroes in like comic book stuff? That's only one of the few that actually like kills people.
0: <gasps> oh, like, I don't Superman know. Superman
2: never kills anybody. Okay, yeah. If you
1: have laser eyes (laughs) and you have managed to not kill somebody on accident,
2: a lot of discipline.
1: Yeah, a lot of discipline. Look at that. Uh. No, here's what my last comment on superheroes before we transition into something of value. (laughs) Has anybody? Have you guys seen the new Joker movie? Yeah, I love it.
0: Oh, it looks too scary. It's so
1: good. It is dark in the best way. And here's what I mean. This is what I love about DC. I would say, I would say Marvel beats DC nine times out of ten. But the one time DC gets it right, they crush all of Marble, Mar- Marble. Wow, Marble. Marvel, yeah. The Joker movie is the best origin story ever. of any villain I've ever seen.
2: Yeah, because it's like real. It's basically just bullying.
1: If the Joker was Hi. real, this is exactly how yeah, it would happen. I totally agree. And it—that's it. what blew me away about it. Was it's not <laughs> some it like, raw. yeah, it's not like I got hit by an asteroid and now I can fly. <laughs> it was almost like
2: Disney doesn't own it.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. Sad. Yeah, it was like this This happens. Yeah. This is how it happened. I agree with you 100%. Well,
0: if you've enjoyed that, DM us your favorite <laughs> superhero. <laughs> We'd love to know. Join the debate. Um, but for over the past few weeks, um, we've been talking about this New Year series. We've talked about how you can have the best 2020 of your life, but also set up a framework. 2022. To, oh, wow. 2022. Well, look at guys, that. I'm stuck. You were on you
2: started you paused life in 2020 and you have not
0: hit restart yet. Yeah. That's what kind of year and a half it's been. Best 2022 of your life, but set up a framework to have the best possible life overall. First week we talked about having vision over goals, how having a vision for your life can actually help you set goals, and that vision is necessary to setting your goals in the first place, and that goals are almost more beneficial when they support a vision. Amen. Um second week we talked about embracing failure, about how failure is actually almost a precursor to success.
2: It was a great podcast, by the way.
0: <laughs> you like that yeah, one? Yeah, I loved it. it was yeah, a good
2: one. You gotta fail. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It shows you your limits and mm-hmm. makes you push them. That's
0: right. It breeds purifies innovation. Your, purifies your direction. It's true. You only fail when you stop trying.
1: Look at that. Look wow.
0: at that. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't listened to these first two weeks, um, Go ahead and listen back on them. We think they're great. Um, but this week we are continuing the conversation, and we're going to be talking about uncompromising discipline. Mm. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Mm. <laughs>
1: you need that on the, on the. Whitney has one, and it and... is so pathetic.
0: <laughs> It, it does not sound like an air horn. No. That is for sure. Sounds it's like pew like pew pew. Yeah, <laughs>
2: it's like a little like a little space gun. Yeah, yes, exactly. Like Two year old. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, uncompromising discipline. Um, how can discipline play into us not only having the best year of our lives, but also set ourselves up to have the best life possible? Um, we're going to start off with this question: Do you guys consider yourself a disciplined person?
1: No. (laughs) I want to be a disciplined person. I am an idea person. Like every personality test I take, every work, you know, like orientate, what is it? Like Myers-Briggs, Cultural Index, Enneagram. Personality test. Yes. I'm all ideas, all vision, which sounds cool and sexy, but I lack the discipline to make the majority of that happen. So I feel like most of my adult life is learning to be disciplined. That has not come natural for me whatsoever.
0: You're Nick Miller.
1: I don't know what that you're means.
0: From New Girl. I know no. who he Lots is. Lots of notions. But you're what? the idea guy.
1: I am the idea <laughs> guy, but I want to be the discipline guy because I believe an idea guy who is disciplined has a lot of potential. Mm. Mm. So yeah, sure. So learning discipline is probably the biggest thing in my adult life that I'm trying to be disciplined about
2: <laughs> or put disciplined people around you to help you
1: yes and that's yeah. why you're here josh. <laughs> josh josh is the most
2: disciplined person i've ever met in my entire life well but it might maybe it would surprise you i don't know if it would or wouldn't but i feel the same way you feel about i think i've just been trying really hard to be disciplined in my post-salvation life
1: well it's worked <laughs>
2: Well, that's good to hear. An (laughs) outside perspective is nice because as an Enneagram one, I just beat myself up on the inside (laughs) So,
0: You ran a marathon, though, right, Josh? Yeah. you trained for it. Tell us about that. That's a
1: big reason why we wanted you on here because you were, in some way, shape, or form, sort of your classic meathead. 100%. (laughs) Not some way, shape, or
0: form. Frat boy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like just Definitely slap on that. the weight. That's it. And let's squat and deadlift. Stronger is better. Yes. Faster and then is weaker. and then COVID happened and something about you transformed
2: <laughs> and you
1: ran a marathon. Yeah. Which is in my brain at least the total opposite spectrum of throwing more weight on a bar and trying <clears> to <throat> lift it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how did that happen? What's the, what is, speaking of origin
2: story, what is the <laughs> origin story of your marathon dream? You're asking me how I became Captain America. Well, I'd love to tell you. But, uh, no, so it wasn't even actually a dream. What's really funny about it is uh, I think, I, I, I don't know how, but I just remember specifically telling someone at one point in time, a couple of years before COVID, that I will never run a marathon. If I can get stronger, I shouldn't have to run from anything. And so, oh my so, goodness. And so, I I had said those words, and then honestly, it's not like a super sexy thing. Like you know what, I just feel like this is an area where I can, I just a goal I need to pursue. I just got really annoyed with the gyms being closed and started yeah. to like get, ironically enough, so like really, uh, like I don't know if injured the right way, but hurt doing body weight things. Which huh. is hmm. so I guess I wasn't getting stronger all that time. <laughs> And so I, I told Caroline, I was just like, if I if I keep doing pull ups, push ups, and sit ups, like I'm, I'm gonna have a, a midlife crisis at the age of 34. So, uh, which is how old I was when COVID. No, th- yeah, which is how old I was when COVID started. So then I just, she wanted to do this like couch to 5K thing, and I was like, I just need something I different. That. Yeah. yeah, I started that. So I'm like, I'll do this with times. you. <laughs> we'll do this together. It'll be fun. We we never exercise together because she. Um, she is afraid of the level of accountability at which I will keep her to, oh and so, my gosh. and so she she is very very specific about when she asks me to hold her accountable to things. Okay, because I will hold her accountable to them in the same way I hold the, myself accountable to them. So if I decide I'm going to do something, you do it. I will do it. Getting to getting to the decision to do it can sometimes be the hard part, but once I'm once I'm on board and I'm enthusiastic about it, uh, I just I'm not I'm just gonna do it. So, so we did the couch to 5K thing, and what I really liked about it was just because of the strength training background, like it takes so long to add to like a max of anything. Yeah. And running just like each week was going further and further and further and further and further. And, further. and so it was really – it just was really addicting. And I got to the – progress, saw yeah. progress quickly, quickly in comparison. Pretty quickly. Yeah. Which I feel like as an adult in life, progress is always slow. So there's definitely like an yeah. addicting – an addictive thing about it. And so I just kept going. And then there was like the same similar app was like to the 10K. And I just kept going. And then I, I, I was like, well, I, I'll run my own little version of a half marathon – cool if i ran it in less than two hours and then some things started to happen i got uh like shin splints and couldn't figure out why i'm pretty new to running so my first thought was like it's because i don't know how to run and so i'm these distances are getting longer and so i'm probably hurt turns out like three months later i just need to buy new shoes <laughs> so, uh, that really made a difference night and day de- like literally the next day they were gone wow. shin splints. oh wow yeah so what, you- what shoes do you run in I my favorite shoe right now is Saucony Endorphin Speed. Okay. Oh wow. I have three hundred miles.
1: Sponsor us. I have three hundred miles in them. Throw us a sponsor.
2: <laughs> yeah. And when I retire those I'll get their second version that just came out, I think okay. last year. I'll okay.
0: Try it. So you ran the actual marathon you ended up doing the full marathon.
2: At some point, yeah.
0: Yeah. And then you had a goal, right, for that yeah. marathon.
2: I had a very really arbitrary goal. Um I'm I'm not like I'm more competitive with myself than with other people. And so, like, in my mind, I was like, I just want to run this. I want to run it in less than four hours. Which running
1: for, if if the possibility (laughs) of running for four (laughs) hours is on the table, (laughs) I promise you I'm not there. If the the possibility of running for 10 minutes, honestly, if there's not a basketball in my hand, it's not there. Yeah. I want to be a running guy so much. Right. And then whenever I get to the gym or even try outside, Mm -hmm. I'm like, this sucks. I hate it. Yeah, I, I love rowers, ski ergs. So I want—I <laughs> love the feeling that my heart is about to explode in my oh, chest my from working so, out for like thirty seconds. Yeah, but just the thought of like you said—you saying four hours of running. <laughs> I, literally, I'm like, you're like, there's nothing compute. inside of me. Well, but
2: I—but the thing is, is, like, I didn't, I didn't, I—I I grew up resenting cardio from wrestling in high school. Like, okay, I just. Because to that point, feeling like your heart's going to explode, except not for 30 seconds, for two hours. Yeah. And I'm like, I just hate this. I don't need to do this anymore. And I, there was nothing about me that was a runner. And I, too, had, like, tried to go out and, be like, I'm, I, I just need to do I'm going to get into running. And then the problem is is that we just don't have an idea or a plan. And I'm such a, like, um, even with weightlifting, like, I like a program because right. it just tells me what to do and I can do the work. And that's something that we can talk about. But... Um, but I would go out and be like, I'm gonna be a runner. And I would run so hard and try to get to a mile and be so tired and be like, okay, well, I guess I can't run. <laughs> I just tried to sprint a mile. Yeah. <laughs> and then like the you guys talked about the fear of failure and like how sometimes comparison can can like that, that be why it's a roadblock. So then you're like, well, but well, surely I can't I can't just run like a 10 minute mile pace. That would be embarrassing, right? Yeah. Um and so like it was a process for me to learn like you, you work up to it. I there's you can't you can't go outside you could if your life depended on it. But just to go outside today day and run four hours, it, it would be incredibly difficult. Oh uh, yeah. And and you would and there'd be so many things you wouldn't do with it. But yeah, I wanted to run it and I want to run it I wanted to run it under four. And what'd you get it? Yeah. Three hours, fifty six minutes and forty six right. seconds. Dang. And I went pee twice.
1: <laughs> oh wow.
2: So <laughs> So calculate that into so your minus time that hour. three hours and Fifty four. Kyle Johnson was like, man, imagine how fast you would have ran it if you wouldn't have gone to the bathroom. I was like, it would have been 54 instead of 56. Honestly, I don't care. Yeah, It's <laughs> <I just laughs> still don't care. under. Yeah, I just don't care. The craziest part, and we, we, we can move along, but the craziest part was at the halfway point, you kind of turn around and start coming down Colfax, but you're basically to Kipling, and you start heading back towards the city, and you can see how far away the city looks and know that you also have to go past the city. No way. Yeah, dude, it was like, oh my gosh, that's so far. <laughs> and like the first time, like on the way through, it's like a loop. You run, you run on the, you run like field level and through the stadium, which the first time I was like, oh, this is cool. And then at mile 20, you're like, I could care less about where I am right <laughs> yeah. now. I don't even care at all that this is the football stadium. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, I you did, did it. it. Did it in my goal time. Yeah. Okay.
1: So walk us through because you don't go from not running to running a marathon without discipline.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: What do you think was the first thing you had to change or learn when it came to disciplining yourself to run? Because I genuinely I'm not just trying to be comical here. No. I'm tr- I'm trying to put myself in a place where mentally I'm like, "Okay, I'm going to run a marathon," which <laughs> I'm not. I'm <laughs> I'm not unless we get a sponsorship. You should. Um <laughs> everybody should. Let's talk. To everybody yourselves. should train for it. So what is the first, what was the biggest switch, the biggest area of discipline you felt like you had to engage with and what did it take to make this dream a habit?
2: So I think it goes, I think it starts way before a marathon training. Mm. Um, I I posted during marathon training a a post on Instagram, which I no longer use Instagram because it's not a place for enrichment. So uh, (laughs) it's a good place for advertising. Um, But uh, And I posted just that before I was saved, I was not a disciplined person. Um, Nothing was ever my fault. It was always someone else's fault, and I had excuses for everything, especially if it meant me being comfortable, making an excuse to make myself comfortable. But then since salvation, I found discipline, and I've taken responsibility for everything, and I seek discomfort because that's where I grow the most. And so for me, discipline is worship. Um, oh, wow. And so – and it almost like – I'm sure you would love the immediate, you know, oh, tomorrow if you think this way, this will happen. I just think it's a real slow build. And so for me, like it, it, it rooted itself initially first in work. Like I was so humbled and privileged, and felt so undeserving to get to work at Red Rocks, that I was like, "Well, I can I can work really hard. That's how I can worship, and I can I can not that I have to work to earn it, but I can work to honor it." You know? Yeah. And so, so like you know, staying up late to work on things. I think that's where it really started. Um, and then and then and then it was kind of a perfect storm because right at the same time that I got saved, I didn't start working at the church as soon as I got saved, but right at the same time I got saved. Um, a relationship that is supposed to be really close in your life um, started to go really bad, and there was a lot of things that involved health that um, were a huge turnoff for me. And as I'm married and starting to have a family, the vision for my life was: I want to be the uh, a person who people can rely on and and uh, want to come to, and and so because of that, that really drove. That began to drove like who who I will be. Um, I know you guys talked about this like over the last couple of weeks, but it really was uh, like a, like a bigger vision of this is who I'm going to be because I'm not going to be that. Yeah. And yeah. my brother would tell would tell me constantly like, Hey, you should strive to be the better version of that, not the opposite not the opposite version of that because you don't want to be you know too angsty. But he's a nicer person than me. So <laughs> uh, so I think that's really where it started. Um, and and that's where like for me like i said i i have i've never been overly gifted at anything i'm a pretty average average person but everybody everybody has ability to show up and do the work like there really is no excuse for anyone to not be able to do the work yeah you you, you can you have what you need and so um And your work might look different than somebody else's, and maybe the way you achieve a goal might look different than somebody else, but there is not a person who has an excuse against the work. Hmm. Dang. So I don't know if that answers your question, (laughs) but because I I was thinking a lot about this, you know, when you had asked me to be on here, I was like, oh, where does this come from? And it really is deeply rooted in faith. Hmm.
1: Huh. Like a like you said, like a form of worship.
2: Yeah, because because yeah. listen, if I got a bad grade in high school, it was the teacher's fault, it wasn't my fault. Yeah, she's a bad teacher. Like that, my mom to this day will, will be like, "Oh, but it's not your fault." And I was like, "I've changed." Stop saying that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so like it really wasn't. I tried to blame
1: everything and everybody else. Uh, so, would you say that discipline begins by taking
2: responsibility for something? Well, I think I think discipline comes easier if you have that. If you have that vision that you're passionate about for who you want to be, um, I think I think it's a little easier. I I think like that is exactly what drives all the things that that I do um, in regards to discipline. Is like I want to set a good example for my children. Mm. Like this is how this is this is what we do. We are an active family who takes our health seriously so that we can be the best we can be for everyone that we're everyone that we interact with in our life. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's pro, It's like proactive.
2: Yeah, it's really proactive. Um, And I'm just super stubborn. And when I set my mind to something, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Um, But I'm not perfect. Like, I have days. uh, Today I got up at 545. I like to get up at 5. You know, so I I missed the mark today. And as an Enneagram one, I'll beat myself up about that until tomorrow (laughs) when I fix it. So, yeah, I I don't know if that's, like, super clear or super helpful. I just think what you guys identified early on in this little New Year's series of really setting a really a vision like that you really believe in and that you really want to run after, I think everything else just kind of follows and 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 helps to build in into that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I feel like we're sitting here, we're like talking about this. Most of us are sitting here we're like, oh, I wish I could be more disciplined and <laughs> Connor and I are both like, oh man, I wish I could run a marathon yeah, running I'm for like, four hours. So maybe if like...
1: Josh just comes and talks <laughs> to me every day, I'll be disciplined.
2: <laughs> well, remember <laughs> the accountability that you sign up for is only one kind. And my wife does not like to sign up for it. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like most of us, like, have a positive, like, view. And, like, most of the world, honestly, has a positive view on, like, discipline. Like, you think of, like, academia. Like, if you, you study, you get better grades. You think of, like, professional athletes who were disciplined and have become the greatest at their sport. You think about, like, health and training and all that. Like, overall, I think our world is, like, discipline equals good. Do you feel like there's, like, any sort of, like, negative stigma that could be surrounding, like this word, like discipline, or like self-discipline, for like anybody like listening.
2: Sure, sure. I think uh, you know you could say you can be disciplined or get disciplined, hmm. and no one likes to get disciplined. Yeah, um, usually comes with a negative connotation. Um, but I, I do think that, like, yeah, of course. I, I but I, here's here's the thing. Here's the trigger for me. I'm I'm an analog millennial, so I can use the word triggered. Uh, <laughs> The trigger for me is excuses. Hmm. They really are, because um, they don't come from God. They they come from the enemy. The enemy doesn't wow. want you at your best, and he yeah. doesn't want you to do the things that that God puts in your heart. And so he's going to help you create excuses because his way is super easy, hmm. and um, his and you arrive at his eternity, which is an eternity without God, who is the one who created the, the world that you currently live in. That sometimes you like, yeah. and so then the other side of that would be harder, but better in uh, an eternity with the creator of the universe. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think like I think a lot of times what ends up what ends up really being the issue isn't like the negative connotation of discipline. It's then people start making excuses for why they can't be. Yeah. Yeah. Um and, and the excuses really do get in the way. And mm-hmm. you know, I like to talk a lot here about uh, at least with the Lakewood congregation I'm 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 so over churches being against things I want to hear what they're for in the same sense wow. rather than making excuses not to do things let's find excuses to do things mm-hmm. um and go after them and 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 I could go on a whole a whole tangent about who you surround yourself with but um that's next week <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah I think like I there it's 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 not easy so yeah. the the negative connotation is like well it's hard. It's hard, and and it's hard to get up. It is hard to get up early in the morning. It's also hard to be married. It's hard to yeah. choose to get up at 5 a.m. It's also hard to choose your wife every day sometimes. Mm-hmm. Some days you just don't. So, like, it's hard to choose faith in a in yeah. a world that is that just seems like we just keep getting hit over the head with one thing after the other. It's hard yeah. to, like, stay faithful, stay hopeful. You have to be disciplined to choose those things. Yeah. And so when you set a vision for your life— Uh, about where you want to go and what you want to do, there's a discipline to choose to do the things that take you in that direction. And so um, it's really, I think, the negative part is that it is hard. It's hard. But also, I have a hard time with excuses just because what is your excuse? I have... Uh, a baby at home who's two months old, <laughs> a five-year-old who wants to constantly play video games but has to have me help him, a three-year-old who now thinks she's a baby and can no longer do the things that she's learned to do on her own. <laughs> I have a wife. I'm a husband who I need to pay attention to and give time to. I have a job that I'm extremely passionate about. Yeah. And, like, in my wife also works at the church, so it is very much our life. Yeah. What What is your excuse? Mm. Yeah. Like, I— I, so like I just think if you truly, truly – and that that's kind of like the unsexy thing about discipline. It's like it's not a quick fix. Yeah. It's not like a – and, and that, that's why I think like the, I, 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 do, I do look back on the marathon thing a lot because it is a metaphor for life for sure. It, it, it's, there, are, there are people out there who tomorrow could wake up and probably run a sub-three-hour marathon. Nobody likes that person. <laughs> <laughs> and so – but there are more people who could definitely do it. But it's going to take a lot of time. And if you really want to do it, you'll do it. Yeah. And yeah. then the hard part is to look at yourself and go, well, maybe I actually don't really want to do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then so to your guys' point, well, okay, then you experienced the failure to your point from last week. And that just kind of helped clarify your direction. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'm not supposed to do that. Maybe I can try this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I think Sorry, not, that was a lot. No, no, it was good. I think I think one thing. I don't know why this thought popped into my head Now I've, I've been kind of chewing on it. I think the opposite of discipline, uh, people would say like, you know, to be undisciplined, but I actually think the opposite of discipline is disappointment because mm-hmm. I think that like looking back, I think, I don't know why I have this deep desire, this deep drive. Um, I've had this since I was a kid to be different and to have like to make an impact. Mm-hmm. Like, my wife and I, we were talking about, there's this life plan thing that we're we're talking about doing. And for her, and I, I almost, this is probably more noble <laughs> than mine. Uh, she was like, I don't think I need a life plan. Cause like it starts by, and we've referenced this thing a few times by like writing your obituary. Like, what do you want people to think and say about you? What do you want your life to like mean? And she was like, I want to be a good wife, a good mom and a great friend. And I was like, Oh, okay. Cause I want to be like, an innovator and a church leader and all this stuff. And I was like, I feel selfish (laughs) like (laughs) talking to you. But one of my greatest fears is to not live a life of significance. And I think what I'm realizing as I get older is all the things I look back on my life, not all of them because some, there are some things that happen to you and you've got to deal with those. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of the self-inflicted wounds genuinely come from a lack of discipline sure. of having a great idea but not having the wherewithal and the heart to follow through on that day idea. Day in, day out. Yeah, and not even saying out. that that idea would be a success. Sure. But the thing that haunts me most is the unknown mm-hmm. of what if I did apply myself to this? Yeah. Would it have taken off? Mm-hmm. I Like my fear uh, like when I die is not – that, oh, this guy tried a lot of things and failed at them. Mm-hmm. My fear my fear would be this guy never tried anything. Yeah. yeah. It didn't have the discipline yeah. to to do that. And so I think, man, for this year to be a really successful year, I don't think of like, well, I can the opposite of being disciplined is not being free and loose. Sure. You know, yeah. and kind of going with the flow. That's that's sure. a personality type. That personality type can learn discipline. The opposite of discipline, honestly, is disappointment. Because mm-hmm. you're going to look back at all these things you wanted to try and do and achieve. And if you don't have the discipline for it, it it'll just be a pile of great ideas yeah. that it, that never have any action. And one thing, and this is probably the most convicted I've, I always feel when I read over the book of Galatians, Galatians 5, 22 through 23, talks about the fruits of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And we love to focus on love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. Yeah. But then there's this one that gets no shine. Yeah. And I, I've wanted to do a series on this so bad, but then I always feel convicted because
2: I feel like this is... It's <laughs> my favorite one. You're going to yeah, say it. It's self-control. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's and self-control
1: part. defined, if you look up in the original language, it's slightly different. But it, a, a huge chunk of it comes to... Discipline. Mm-hmm. yeah. It is a fruit of the Holy Spirit in your life is self-control mm-hmm. and discipline mm-hmm. in your yeah. life. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, why don't we ever talk about that? Yeah, Because yeah. it's not sexy. It doesn't seem spiritual. It almost yeah. seems too practical to be spiritual. Yeah. yeah. But it is an actual sign that the Holy Spirit is moving and working in your yeah. life.
2: Yeah, which is why so I think good. my salvation is so correlated to that switch of... Going from being extremely undisciplined to discipline, um, mm. and 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 you know I I, I like that you said that because um, one of the things I was listening to a guy who I who I admire a lot and and um, he was just saying that uh, his running coach told him it's better to be consistently good at something than occasionally great. Mm. Yeah. Um, because because like a lot of. Um, <laughs> Just take exercise, for example. For a lot of people, it, there's a lot of what, what I've heard a, a doctor say called, he, he titled limbic friction. Okay. So, like, how much brain effort it takes you to start doing the thing. You know, okay. like, for me, waking up and working out, like, I don't have to think about it. For my wife, it's going to take her about 12 hours to think about it before she's ready to go do it. Huh. <laughs> so, and, 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 and what I think is interesting is like, I think the idea of being consistently good actually gives you a little bit of freedom. Because you're not sure you want to be great, but um, you know there was you talked about the unknown. I never ran my marathon pace during my training, so I had no idea going in if I could run that pace for slightly under four hours. Not a clue. I just had to trust and have faith in the program that I did the work, and I was occasionally or I was I was consistently good um, throughout the training process, and then on one day I got to be occasionally great. From being consistently good, and I know like there's leadership books about good to great and all that, but it just just change how you define the word. Yeah, and then and then the other thing too, I would say about the freedom side of it. No, everybody on staff here, it's no secret. I, I love Jocko, and, uh, <laughs> and his
0: I was waiting for him to come up in this. Jocko, podcast.
1: sponsor oh, yeah. us with your energy Dude. drinks more <laughs> than anything. Jocko, sponsor J- us. <laughs> I love those it. energy drinks.
2: Here, here's the reality. Uh, he just and everybody has people that they like a lot because they're able to put language to things they feel. Yes. And so he was able to do that for me. And so that's why I'm really into what he says. But um, and, and obviously, I think Christ is the, is the answer for freedom. Yeah. But when you talk about like um, feeling like not being disciplined is, is more freedom, you know, he says and he would argue that actually being more disciplined gives you more freedom. If you if you get up in the morning um, and do your quiet time and work out, you have more time in the day for everything else. So you have you're not trying to cut out a middle part of your day to go work out, and now you're doing less of the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would I would say that obviously Christ is the answer to our freedom from eternal damnation, but I would think I think the avenue to experiencing to experiencing a lot of that freedom in the here and the now yeah. on earth is through discipline. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, and I think it's throughout all of Scripture. I think mm-hmm. when people get when when they get um, when they get a little lazy and they want to be more comfortable and they start making excuses for things, mm-hmm. that's when we see them fall out of favor of God. Yeah, and especially in the Old Testament with the Israelites. Yeah, yeah. Like, Moses, we just want some food. <laughs> yeah, we'll make a cow and worship this gold cow so we can get our thing. God's like, I didn't tell you to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, if, and if if discipline wasn't like. Close to godliness in my mind, and and anyone can email me and and tell me I'm wrong. That's fine. I won't respond, but I'll read it. (laughs) Why would he give commandments?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: It is not possible to follow laws and commandments without choosing to do so, and the choice is the discipline. Yeah. To choose the first commandment, you know, number one, have no other god. We We choose to put a lot of things before that, and I would even argue that that's probably one of my biggest things is like, I sometimes I idolize fitness over over faith. Hmm. And so I just think they do go hand in hand. And I think like at the church, we're doing 21 days of prayer and fasting. That takes discipline. Yeah, (laughs) Like you can't just like, you can't just like, oh, I'll do that today. You know, you you have to decide to do it every day. And you have to, and if it's truly who you want to be and how you want to grow, then you have to choose. And I think think to make it easy, discipline is just choosing the thing that sets you on the path towards the vision of who you want to be. Yeah.
0: That's so good. That's awesome. It's really good, and just the the way you've tied it into like our overall faith mm-hmm. of like how they they go hand in hand. Like yes, Christ equals freedom, but like through self discipline, there is freedom. I was waiting for you to quote Jocko. Dude, I'm like I know he's gonna come up in this. <laughs> how just, much you love him?
2: If you have not read the book Extreme Ownership, <laughs> maybe start there. Hey, on a real practical note, uh, I know we're like getting a little long here, but on the on a real practical note, I would say this. I. Like, I think one of the things that helps with making that choice is being mentally tough. And I've had some people ask me, apparently they think this about me, just so everyone here knows, I think very little of myself. So your words of affirmation are great. But, uh, you know, how do you become more mentally tough to make those choices? I honestly, listen, I'm not a runner. I don't have the body type to run. And I, and and running a, a marathon was the hardest thing I've ever physically done in my entire life. But I will tell you that it is it was the most practical way that I've ever experienced for like doing something to become more mentally tough. Huh. When you're just on a training long run in week 20 of training and it's a 20 mile run and it's for nothing, yeah. You just can't do that if unless you like you choose to just work through it. And there are many moments along that run where you want to stop mm-hmm. and you have to choose, am I gonna be someone who walks in and runs or am I going to be someone who runs? I just think it's so practical Um, and it has had a lot of like, it was refreshing to me. It made me really like think through like, wow, I can really do, I can do almost anything. Um, The same spirit that hovered over the abyss is what breathed life into me. Yeah, I can do anything. Yeah, it was really tangible, mm-hmm. and so I, I can't recommend like the couch to 5k thing more. And my only my is only, that an app? Yeah, it's an app. You can get it. My only caveat would be during the parts where you run instead of walk, do not sprint because <laughs> then you will feel like <laughs> I can't run. Run slow, and you'll eventually run faster.
0: That's good. Sorry, are, I know that's super practical. And no, that's weird, great. But. What are just to wrapping things up here? Some takeaways. What are some practical ways for the person listening to this podcast, they have no idea where to start. They're like, I am not a disciplined person. Mm-hmm. I snooze my alarm mm-hmm. 20 times mm-hmm. in the morning.
2: Mm-hmm. What are,
0: and maybe they're not a runner. Maybe they're like, oh, sure, I yeah. have bad knees that won't work for me. <laughs> <Let's> bike. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. What bike. are like some practical, like first steps, simple things that yeah. they can take towards starting self-discipline. Yeah. yeah.
2: What, what can life? somebody do tomorrow? Tomorrow. Yeah. yeah easy. I, you actually talked about it. You quoted me in the first one. I did. I was so honored. You already forgot. I <laughs> you know what it's like to forget what you. Is it about, about the
0: alarm? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes.
2: Um, I don't talk to many people who wouldn't say they want to get up a little earlier in the morning, mm-hmm. um, and and you know I think like oh, I get up like you said. You're like oh I get up at seven thirty. I'm gonna get up at five tomorrow. No, you're not. You're just mm-hmm. not. And you've already now you've already failed. Now, now we've already now we've already talked about all yeah. the negatives, and you're yeah, like, that doesn't really equip me to keep going forward. Just do fifteen minutes earlier tomorrow. Get a small little victory tomorrow that you chose, You cho- that mm-hmm. you chose to do it. You chose to get up when the alarm goes off. It's 15 minutes earlier. That extra 15 minutes is going to mean nothing to you. Um, and if you get that win, then try 15 more the next day or do yeah. 15 for a week. You know, I think a lot mm-hmm. of times people, um, I talk to Caroline a lot about this, but I think people set these goals of like, I'm going to work out five days a week for all of 2022. Well, the first time you work out four, you've ruined your whole year. Yeah. Like what if you just you, you just made a, make it make it a little easier on yourself to choose it, right? Like oh what if instead of 5 days a week I'm going to work out 20 times this month. Hmm. Then you don't really have to be worried if you miss one during the week, you know what yeah. I mean? Or I want to work out this many times this year. I think I think being really realistic about your goal setting and also understanding that most people are choosing and I think this is a credit to them, they're choosing really hard goals. Yeah. Yeah. Like like going from especially in the new year, going from someone who doesn't eat right or doesn't exercise or isn't in the word or has a doesn't have a good prayer life, mm-hmm. you're asking to do a complete one eighty. Yeah. And that should take time. Yeah. But inside of that, and Andrew talked about setting smaller goals, I think like the most practical thing you could do tomorrow is get up fifteen minutes earlier. Yeah. And what a victory. If you do it, you're like, wow, that was actually I did a thing and I got it done and it it, it required me to do something that I don't normally do. I think that's one I think this prayer and fasting thing, if you're not joining the church in that, I think you should do that. Yeah. Um, because yeah. your faith is such a such a motivator for your actions that if you truly commit something to the Lord, like, God, I'm going to get up. There's a lot of, um, I don't know if it's conviction, but there's a lot of motivation to do that well. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm spending time in the Word. Um, and then, like I said, I know I got really practical. I think even if it's not running, maybe it's walking. Mm-hmm. If you have bad knees, buy new shoes. <laughs> um the, the not very pastoral or compassionate side of me says keep running anyway. Your body will adapt. Science has proven that. So <laughs> um, don't don't run through an injury, but run through pain uh, is is what I would say. And so, yeah, set your alarm 15 minutes earlier for tomorrow. Or or if that's too hard, choose to go to bed 15 early, minutes earlier tonight.
0: Well,
2: you know, like go to bed a little earlier. See how that works. I think that's a really easy, easy thing for someone who can – just get a little win. It helps to have a win here and there for yeah. sure. Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's so, good. That's so good. Josh, will you pray for us yeah. as we wrap yeah. up Yeah, what a great podcast. podcast. Yeah. yeah, thank you.
2: Thank you guys for having me. Um, hey, I do want to say this. It's really important if you are, and I'm going to speak on behalf of Connor and the rest of the team here, if you do uh, attend YA in person or you come to our church in person, if you're going through stuff, uh, you need to talk to someone, please don't hesitate. That's a big thing. Um, I think people always assume we're super busy. Um, but we're here for, for people. Yeah. And so you can reach out to them and, uh, and, and Connor, if you get a million of them, I'm sorry. Uh, and then, <laughs> uh, and then as well as like, if, if, if you come here on Thursdays, the Lakewood staff is here throughout the week too. So, yeah. um, but yeah, i love to pray for you guys. Uh, God, we just, we thank you for, we thank you for a new year. We thank you that, um, the years to you, um, and your timeline are probably somewhat insignificant, but we just thank you for the grace and the opportunity to get to, um, have a moment where we start anew. Um, it, it's nice to be able to look back on on the things we, we tried to do or, or wanted to do last year and, and, and draw a line in the sand and go, okay, but this year. And so we thank you for that grace. We thank you for that opportunity. God, I just pray for everybody listening to this as well as the whole YA uh, ministry. God, that in a world uh, right now, at least in my 35 years of life, has never seemed so out of touch uh, that you would just... You would just use us and, and remind us of the hope that is Jesus Christ and that um, heaven will come to earth. And so no matter how bad this place gets, uh, you're going to win. And we get to live in that hope. And so I, I pray alongside that that you would just encourage anyone listening um, to be hopeful in the new year, to not to not make excuses for why they can't do things right away, uh, but to find reasons why they want to do that, to have vision for their life and, and and to have hope for their life, hope for their future. Um, he knows the plans he has for you and they're to they're to prosper you. And so um, we just pray you'd help us lean into those things and to run after those things. And for the people that are going to try discipline, God, I love them. And I just <laughs> pray that you would uh, see that through. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. amen
0: and amen. Josh, thank you so much thanks, for guys. joining us. Yes, Anytime. thanks for being here, man. We love you. Your family at YA. For everybody listening this, we hope that this podcast um, sort of spurs you on into maybe taking some first steps into the world of discipline and that your your mind is shifted, that self-discipline is actually a fruit of the spirit. Self-discipline is self-control. It can lead to freedom, which ultimately will just um, help you experience and have the life that you are longing for. So we love you guys. As usual, if you are in the Denver area and you wander in on a Thursday night, we meet every week Thursday night at our Lakewood campus at 7 p.m.
1: 5810 West Alameda. That's
0: right. And get here. (laughs) Best campus, right, Josh? Oh, yeah. By far, there
2: there are others. (laughs) (laughs) And to keep
0: up with all things young and alls, all things young and all podcast, follow us at Connor.
1: Not at me. (laughs) (laughs) You always
0: quiz me about what our our Instagram is. Red Rocks YA. There you go. You do know That's our handle. But for all things YA, (laughs) you can follow us at Red Rocks YA to keep up with everything going on here. We love you guys. We hope you have a great rest of your week. Peace out.
1: See you next week. Peace out.